Hi, welcome to the Bill Selleck Talks podcast. My name is Bill Selleck. This is me talking. I have the coolest lesson plan around AI image generation that I could not wait to get home and record it in a quiet environment. I'm driving home on a Friday evening, late Friday work, and I got to share it with you now while it is fresh in my head. Um, I'm going to back up and get a little bit of context for you for how I got to here, and I'm going to jump in pretty quickly and share the lessons we did. Um, So the ISTE conference in 2023 has a museum, a gallery, uh, an exhibition, if you will. Will you? Yes, you will. Great. So I was feeling particularly heavy feelings and emotions around the school shooting in Nashville and wanted a way to kind of process those emotions. But like, I wasn't going to do it through music. I'm like, I don't want to just like noodle on my guitar. That didn't, that didn't feel right. I felt like visual arts, but I didn't like, I don't know, taking photos, like visual arts for me is photography and video. Like that didn't feel right either. So, um, I ended up using mid journey an AI bot that does text to image generation, uh, typing stuff into there and just was underwhelmed with what I was getting. So I switched to chat GPT. I did some, some AI bot stacking and asked chat GPT for a prompt to help me write a prompt, pasted that prompt in to mid journey and got some really cool images, landed on one, submitted it for the ISTE conference museum and was accepted. And then last week, I hopped on a Zoom call with them, and they asked if I could get a couple more, do kind of a triptych, maybe working with some students or some teachers at our school and do like a collaborative piece of art using AI. And I was like, yes, the answer is yes. So um, was talking with Clara, our design teacher, and she graciously invited me into two fifth grade classes to create a piece of art. Um, and her suggestion was was just pick kind of a, a current event or like a, a current topic. Uh, maybe not talk about, you know, like don't do three images around like school shootings. Um, and so I was like, all right, you know, let, let's, let's give that a go. Um, and so the first group had a, a variety of things I wanted to tackle. We ended up getting an image about racism in America. Um, and so I hopped into ChatGPT, explained to the, the, the chat bot that we wanted to create an image in mid-journey. I don't think we used mid-journey in particular. That would have been interesting to see if the prompt would have changed. Uh, to do a, a text-to-image AI bot, we wanted help with the prompt. Got the prompt, pasted it into mid-journey, and uh, since I've used it last, this is the last time you've heard me on the podcast, I figured out that you can start up your own Discord server which is where Midjourney lives, invite the bot to that server. Uh, and so I have an edu awesome Discord server. So if you want to be invited, shoot me a message. I'll gladly add you to that. Added it when Twitter was was kind of the dumpster fire, the, the initial dumpster fire that it continues to be. And people are like, shoot, what do we do? Do we are we all leaving Twitter? And I was like, I don't know. Like Discord might be cool. Hop on. So there's maybe 20 of us on this Discord server right now. Uh, added mid-journey to it. And the big advantage you get with this is that on the mid-journey server, 
thousands of people are on it at once and you have to use one of their public channels. So you're typing in your prompt and two things happen. Dozens of people are typing in their prompts at the same time, which makes it hard to keep track of your prompt and your results. And also is hyper distracting because you're seeing everybody else's prompts and everybody else's images. So by adding it to my own Discord server, I was able to have just me, just our class. Uh, also, by doing it whole group, I was honoring the terms of service because I am over 18, fifth graders are not. Um, and so I was, I was driving. Um, I mean, this would be great to do in small groups, but in terms of service-wise, made sure that we were, um, we were doing a whole group and I was the one with hands on the keyboard. So we have our own Discord server, paste that prompt in, and what I was astounded by with this group that talked about kind of racism in America and looking at the images is the level of critique around creativity and around art. It was unbelievable. The conversations we were having were like, I think this image represents this part better this because so if you don't know it let me take just a a step back one more time Uh, when you type in the prompt mid-journey gives you four variations on it and then you get buttons underneath from going top left to bottom right you have version one version two three and four if you click v1 it'll give you four variations on that first one so we're going through and just finding like version four fits really well let's click on that one Click variations on four, and that very that version we liked gives us four more. And we're like, all right, that's getting closer to what we want. The uh, the second one this time is is closer to what we want. Let's get variations on the second one. Click V two, and we get four more versions. So you can you can kind of steer it um, in almost like a uh, like biological like selective genome selection kind of thing. Um, where you can almost like selectively breed like uh, a breed of dog or something, you know, like that, like we want dogs that can swim really well. So whenever you find a dog that swims well, you breed those It's it's that same sort of thing where you, you keep selecting for, um, the visuals you want. And so we did, um, we focused on racism in America in yesterday's group. And then today's group focused on climate change. Um, and what I continue to be amazed with the, the group today really was, it might be because I was, <laughs> I'd already learned with yesterday's group, kind of had to frame it a little bit differently. Uh, but also I think the images we were getting were, were pretty significantly different. The first group we were really like kind of struggling to get the image that, that we thought we wanted. Um, and the second group, we landed pretty quickly on two images that were like, oh, like this is, this is really close. So we got, we got really close really quickly. And so like version one and version four were both really close. We did variations on one for a while, variations on four for a while. And then kind of the last three rounds when we're picking variations between the four choices, the conversations, wow, the conversations we're having were amazing. You know, I really like two because this part of the picture symbolizes this. Um, I really like version four because the colors are kind of green, kind of brown, kind of purple, you know, kind of nighttime purple. Um, and it represents like how things used to be around the climate, how things are now and how things are going to be. And people are like, oh, I really like that. Okay, I love version four. And we keep going to that. 
And they're like, all right, like this kind of has like a, a farm in the background and then kind of has some dead trees. And then it has like, um, like spokestacks from like a factory. And so someone's like, I really like the factory cause it represents this. Um, or I really like the cloud here cause it represents that. And I was like, Whoa, like there's all kinds of symbolism that these, um, fifth graders are, are pulling out that were like deeply creative conversations and, uh, like, what's the word? Like, they're almost like, like making a, a feeling like, uh, uh, like a hypothesis, right? Like arguing for this version because this part means this. Um, they were like these deeply critical and like well thought out arguments. Um, and not in an argumentative way, just in a like, here's why version one fits what we're trying to do best. Um, so like deeply critically thinking deeply creative and like the media literacy on this was just like off the charts really like trying to create something that communicates like a really heavy topic and these students um it was really explicit on the onset um letting them know this is a really like heavy topic that I'm asking them to be vulnerable in a space where I'm not their teacher every day like they see me around campus all the time but you know I'm not doing like hour-long lessons every day with them um, you know, so we didn't have that relationship to kind of have like this, this heavier conversation. And, um, you know, even in fifth grade, they, they really leaned into it. They were absolutely capable of, of having like this conversation around creating a piece of art to help us all like process these really big emotions and these like really big problems with our planet. And so I think being able to take a thing like that process your emotions and creating something visual hits like all the boxes I think we're trying to do as teachers. Um, it was, yeah, I, I continue to be really amazed at how honestly and fully those students showed up at how we were having these real conversations, you know, and sometimes we, we got kind of stuck and we stalled out and we're like, version four and we wait 30 seconds version two we wait 30 seconds you know until we kind of get back to where we want to go or you know maybe let's start over let's look at at our prompt um but again and again it was it was having these these like really big conversations on like really passionate kind of arguments conversations like do you know what i mean when i say argument like nobody was arguing but like stating your case for your version um like really strong cases really passionate cases um it was it was really amazing and so what I'm left with is I think I've been having the wrong conversation with people so much of it and I was just talking with a parent in an event that we had um this Friday afternoon they're talking about AI and he was like ah oh, you know I don't want to I don't want to do the art because AI can just do it for me quicker um, and I, I find myself having that conversation a lot around other adults. It's like, is it art? Is it not art? Is it, is it this? Is it that? What is or isn't it? Um, and really what I learned is that it's more about like, what can you do with students? What conversations can you have? What can you create with them? It's not whether or not it's art. Like the conversations we had were amazing conversations like the lessons and the the way they showed up um is is all that like I feel school 
should be. We should be doing more of this. And so if we're doing that during the school day, like, great. It doesn't, the conversation is not, is it art or not? Is it whatever? Um, It's, this is a really good use of time with students. Students are able to, to really advocate. I think that's the word, not argue, like advocate for, wow, that car pulled in front of me. That was a motorcycle. Now the motorcycle's gonna ruin our audio. Sorry, everybody. They were going 20, not 50, but we are all okay. But that's all right. That's what happens when you're not in your podcast studio. Um, they were able to advocate, that's the stronger verb, to make their case. And that's, yeah, it was a really good use of time with students. Uh, we ended up with something that I think they're really proud of. I certainly am really proud of what we created those images. Um, and, and I wonder, I wonder how much of it is that I, I opened by saying we are going to be putting these up in a museum at this conference with 20,000 educators. I wonder if that's part of, of how they bought in, um, which also just goes back to one of the bigger themes of this podcast over the last 10 years is, is finding that authentic audience. Um, I mean, that certainly helped, right? It didn't, it didn't hurt saying we're going to create something. It's going to go in this exhibit in this museum at this conference. Um, and it's going to be great, right? Like there, there certainly was that authentic audience part of that. So I wonder if maybe you, uh, you pitched the students, if you're going to try this with them, that you would, uh, you know, you're going to distribute it on whatever your social media, your school social media, you're going to print it out and, um, and be able to put it like in the front office, put it on like your digital signage around campus. Um, there's lots of ways that, that you can very quickly get an audience for this, which, which I think really helps, particularly if you're doing it whole class, like doing this in small groups would be really cool. Um, you know, we just need to find ones where, where you get that really like, you know, be pretty subjective here, like that museum quality polish that mid journey gives you but with a, a platform that that's okay to get kids that are under 13 on, um, you know, Canva comes to mind, but the, the images I'm seeing with that, I'm not like, wow, I really wish that was in the museum, but there's stuff on mid journey where I look at that and I'm just like, wow, that is, that is seriously cool. Um, one last final note. If you're looking at this and you're like, yes, I'm going in. And then you go to print it, uh, printing in mid journey, you don't get enough pixels. If you upscale it, you get about a thousand pixels. There's a lot of ways to do this. Um, the one I ended up going with is a website that's like AI Upscaler. You get six free a month. Um, and I actually upscaled it, downloaded it, upscaled it again, downloaded it. So it ends up having like four times or 16 times the amount of pixels. The final version I got, instead of being one megabyte, was actually 50 megabytes. Um, and it, it changes it because it, it actually uses AI to guess at, at what pixels should be there. Um, so if you took like a picture of your grandparents that was scanned at, you know, 72 <laughs> DPI, like it might end up being weird if you use this to upscale it, but for something that was already AI generated and didn't exist and is, is fairly abstract, this AI upscaler for print, um, was really, really cool. So that's that last little bit I'm going to throw in there for you. Um, 
but I gotta tell you, I am, I'm stoked that we spent some time making art and that we really had artistic conversations advocating for different points of view around visual literacy, around media literacy, around, um, also just like processing big emotions around big things. Like on my own, I talked about, you know, gun violence in schools. First class, we talked about racism in America and trying to come up with a visual representation of that to kind of help us process some emotions. Um, and then looking at climate change and what that means for, for someone who's 11. Um, there were some big topics and, and we didn't have to get into the politics of it. We didn't have to really like talk about, I feel this way about climate change or I feel this way about racism. It was just like, here's some images that, that express a thing. Like which of these resonate with you? Which one of these do you think communicates this like big feeling, which I think is really powerful, particularly for me who has never been, um, never developed the skills to, to do graphic design in a way that, that I'm seeing or that I'm able to do now. And certainly, you know, in one hour with a whole class and knock out like a piece of artwork that, that I think is museum quality is, um, is pretty amazing. It's, it's really exciting times. Um, if you are excited about AI in education in the world, I would strongly encourage you to spend some time with some younger kids and make it together. Um, I really think that's going to change your perspective in, in a really cool way. Like, not that I have so much wrong, but just that I think the conversation and the learning, it was in a different spot than where I thought it was going to be. Um, it was awesome. I'm, I'm grateful to, uh, to be at a school that allows me to do that and grateful for students that are, are willing to, to lean into those big topics and, and create art together. It's kind of a beautiful thing. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you do post some of that art that you're doing with students or that you're doing on your own, please tag me. I would love to see what you're doing. Um, yeah, that would be fantastic. So with that, thank you for listening to Bill Selleck Talks. My name is Bill Selleck. This has been me talking.